Sure, gang, eh? welcome back to yet another episode of After School is After School with your girl, Sis G.U. returning listeners i hope that you guys are well and if this is your first time joining us i hope that you enjoy the show today i am joined by none other than my sound engineer uh calvin chilezi i have had the privilege of knowing calvin for not too long now you know but he's become yeah (laughs) about a year but yeah he's my sound engineer and i thought it would be really cool if we did this episode together calvin is going to ask me some questions regarding me being cis gu or becoming cis gu and i think that he's going to be able to ask me questions that you guys may want the answers to so yeah without further ado i'm gonna let him introduce himself thank you so much for having me google it's a pleasure to be here just speaking about how everything has come full circle and just the journey that's taken you to reach the level that you are right now. How do you feel just about everything? Like if you could just sum it up into just one feeling, how would it be? The first word that comes to mind is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful, first and foremost, always, but I'm very overwhelmed. When I speak about my YouTube journey, I often say that I started it as a passion project. At no point did I think it was going to blow up or do well or grow as quickly as what it has. Because when you're doing something for the sake of doing it and now realizing that you're good at doing it and that it can become your lifeline and it becoming a J-O-B, a jab, that is, you know, it's a lot to navigate. And with it being acknowledged by the app, which is something I never thought I would ever achieve, again, it's just overwhelming to know that there are people who watch my content beyond my subscribers, people who work on the app, who are like, yo, we like this girl's voice, we like what she's doing, we like the message she's sending. And we want to back that and believe in her. So as much as I'm grateful, I'm also just very overwhelmed because I've never at any point been able to prepare myself for the growth. It kind of feels like it just came to me. I never saw it coming. So many people want to talk to me right now, you know, and I got some social anxiety. So it's having to find the balance between like, owning that I'm really good at this and this is what I'm going to do and preparing myself for that. And also just like working against myself downs, which is a battle every single day. Mm, mm. You know, while you were speaking, it's like I could see a whole timeline of how you've actually achieved everything. Because I've been a fan from way back when you started your YouTube channel. I remember on Twitter, you had this uh, small one minute, if not 30 second snippet of what uncomfortable growth is going to be. We're on a beach of some sort. I remember seeing that and the authenticity of it all really touched me to a point where I actually hit you up about it. I said, hey, this is some amazing content. It feels genuine. You know, with a lot of YouTubers, there's always a front that they're always putting up. There's always a template that, okay, if I'm doing YouTube, I need to do this and this and this to please other people. So for you, I saw you took a different approach, but do you ever feel pressure in the sense that, okay, I always have to be vulnerable. Do you ever feel like, okay, now I have to kind of overdo it just so I can please, you know, the listeners? Honestly, no. Um, I think from the beginning, I was very aware that my content is me. And there are many different sides of Gugu. I have many different interests. And I had vowed to myself that I would be true to myself throughout this journey. So even in my YouTube channels, when I'm in a great mood, 
people can see that, you know? Uh, I'm gonna talk my shit, I'm gonna be a little bit loud, I'm gonna rap, I'm gonna do whatever. And if I'm having a hard day, most likely at the beginning of that video, I will say, hey guys, we're gonna tackle this topic. I don't know myself how I feel about it, but it is what it is. So I've just put myself in the position, or rather, I am the talent. My personality is what people take to, and I never want to pretend to be something I'm not. Like, I've done that for a very long time, and I promised myself that, especially with entering this field, I would put myself first, but more importantly, be myself. And if I'm always being myself, it'll be genuine. Like, I don't put pressure on myself to be funny. I don't put pressure on myself to be whatever it is. If I am that on that day, then that's cool. Let's celebrate that part of Google. If I'm super introspective and unpacking on the next day, that's cool. Let's you know, let's explore that too. So honestly, I haven't found, I haven't felt any pressure. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think a little, obviously when your channel and your platform grows, there is that like, oh, more people are watching me. Oh, what am I going to do next? I may have anxiety about that because, yeah, like what if I can't come up with like another really cool topic, which hasn't been the case. And again, because my content is centered around my life and uncomfortable growth and navigating your 20s, I strongly believe that I will never run out of things to speak about because life keeps lifing every day. Mm, it mm, never stops. Mm, mm. It never stops indeed. You spoke about how life never stops lifing. Mm. I don't know if that's the word, but between <laughs> me and you, we're going to keep it like that. Mm. I am also in my 20s and I also go through a lot of stuff. And to be able to listen to your channel brings some sort of broad understanding about what life can be, not just to myself, but to anyone who's also in their 20s. I think that's what gives your content such versatility is the fact that since or because you're a woman, it doesn't mean that it should only cater to the women you know, mm. out there. Mm. There's so many men that also do jump in and hear what you have to say and be like, oh. Which is shocking to me, I'm not going to lie. Mm. So um, at first when I started creating my content, I was very aware of wanting to like create content that anyone could relate to, like men, women, just anyone. But as I've been finding my voice, I do see myself as a feminist. And there was a very long time in my life where I didn't allow for myself to express myself like that and fully be behind women because of what men may think and the fact that I may not be desirable to men or the fact that I'm questioning too much or I'm just too much. What I found is that as I've been progressing, the, la the less I care about men and their opinions. Like I really do speak to my truth and the truth of those around me and more often than not women are the people who can relate. But what I found is that even when I'm doing that, I have guys DM me. They're like, dude, you're cool. Your stuff is cool. Yeah. Like, I can genuinely listen to you. I learn from you. And I'm like, okay, cool. And again, I think that's very reassuring to me that I don't need to put on a front or a show to get male listeners. Like, what I speak can be heard by anyone if you're just willing to listen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always like that. When you always put your genuine self forward in whatever you do, mm. you're going to reach boundaries. Not even boundaries. You're going to break boundaries and reach places that not even you would actually, you know, imagine. It's just the power of vibrations. It's just the power of your story. It's unique to you. But yes. at the same time, it's curating for each and every person that actually listens through to it. Mm. What I also want to talk about is just how the world is now with social media. And I want to implement that Ooh, with... Ooh, tomato, tomato, tomatoes. As much as one can be vulnerable, I've seen so many times online where, for example, people who have content may say how they feel. Mm. It may not necessarily be right, but just, you know, the harsh cutting off with cancel culture of that mm. just really puts creators at a place where they're afraid to really speak their minds. So do you ever feel like you're in that position where 
I have to think two, three, four times. I have to write scripts of like, oh, what if this is going to get me cancelled? Or do you just okay. go in? Where I want to start is that have shame. Mm. As a creator, as a person, mm. as anyone, have shame. Okay. And I'm going to come back to that. And two, yes, I do think about what I'm going to say a few times. Obviously, my content is a bit different and I feel like I have more leniency because I'm speaking to my experiences uh, and I'm speaking to like mental health and all of that. So I'm never really having to speak or give my opinions on other people. And I choose not to. Like, I think that's also been my whole vibe. Like, whatever it is that you are, what you do, how you identify as, that doesn't matter to me. As people, we go through the same things. So I'm going to speak to my experiences and those that catch it, catch it. But as a creator, okay, social media is very daunting. Putting yourself out there, sharing your personality is extremely scary. And that's what God has like called for me to do. But in being a creator and in me understanding that this is my job, you prepare for your job. And I really don't like this bullshit of podcasters or people feeling like they have the right to say anything because of freedom of expression. And I mean, you get to express yourself, but if you're expressing yourself against someone else and someone else's livelihood and a group of people, to me, you're not a professional. Like your job is to be able, well, you're supposed to be able to come up with conversations, um, come up with topics that people can relate to. And if you're always having to go back to um, being rude or disrespectful or cussing out a certain group of people or pissing people off, then you're just not good at your job. You're not as good at speaking as what you think you are. If those things um, and being aware of these things that exist in our society is hard for you. Yeah. So I do give a thought, but I give it more thoughts in the sense of like, because of my personal story, it's more of a, a thing of, do I want people to know this about me? Like, am I at the point where I am comfortable to share this? And I had thought about starting a YouTube channel for a while in 2019. And I told my friends, and they were like, yeah, Bona, we'll do it. Yeah, we're mm. gonna come. And the, they didn't. They didn't. Mm. And I got over it. Um, and then, I don't know, this thing just, I, I felt the need to do so. And I'm now aware that I only started my channel when I did because that at that point, I was comfortable about speaking about certain things. And I was no longer ashamed of my journey and what it is that I had gone through. So, yeah, I think that's... I think that was a question. Yeah. No, you definitely answered the question. One of the things I really admire about you is just how you're able to be such a free-flowing person in everything that you do. You can just feel the genuine vibrations, which is not a lot, which is not often seen within people around, you know, like mm. just talking about just the way the world is today. Mm. It's crazy how when we open your channel, yeah. it feels like we already know you. It feels like mm. you're part of the family. It feels like you're someone that anyone can talk to that everyone's cool with. Yeah. And that's just a breath of fresh air. Now, just going deeper into one of the episodes that you were speaking about uh, in your podcast, you were talking about just the thick of being in your 20s. Yes. I think that resonated with so many people. Mm. What advice would you give to your listeners or yes. your supporters yes. or your gang who are following the same paths as you? Obviously, yeah. you add you know, a higher level, there's always people looking up to you. Mm. What's the one piece of advice that you could just give to them? Are we speaking to people who are wanting to create content specifically? Yes, yes, okay. creatives. Creatives. Mm. Um, the first piece of advice I'm going to give, I think, goes beyond just creatives. If you're just someone who is trying to, like, figure life out and figure out what it is you want and... So forth, my biggest thing is understanding that you are, how do I say this? Being used your superpower. Oof. 
everyone else has been taken up. Mm. You know, like we see celebrities and we want to emulate them and we want to copy them and we want to be like them. First of all, that's a big waste of time because no one can be better at being that person than that person. Mm. So you are just bound to fail. Mm. Um, you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm. So don't do that. But I think when you fully understand the power and the strength and all that lies inside of you, you become unshakable and you find so much strength and courage in being yourself and expressing yourself. So that's the first thing I'd say. And and secondly, especially as a creative, I think that being true to you is also very important. I know that we can enter this space and I've spoken about this a little bit on my YouTube channel, but when you start off on YouTube or when I started, I had a very good idea of the content it is or what kind of content I wanted to release. And as you grow like your subscribers and in my case, as the gang it grew, sometimes I do ask my subscribers for video suggestions. Sometimes, you know, they just let me know what it is that they'd like to see. And I remember there was a time where I was struggling because because as much as I want to give my subscribers what they would like, there were certain things that I wasn't willing to do. Like that felt like they were against me and against the kind of content I create and the space that I'm trying to create. So yeah, and that was a very tricky time. And I feel like I was being tested at that point. It was like, yo, Google, you've created this platform. Why'd you create it? Be intentional. That's another thing. Be intentional. Know why you have your, your platform. And intention doesn't always have to be deep. Like, cool, as much as I sit here and I unpack and, you know, tell you guys what I've been thinking for the past few weeks, be intentional in that, like, if you're an entertainer, I'm going to entertain the hell out of people right now. You are going to laugh. You're going to have a good time. If I'm a storyteller, I'm going to tell you the best story you've ever heard. But even in knowing that, you know, you're an entertainer and a storyteller, just know what kind of person you are as well. And I think that has a lot to do with being true to yourself and being true to what you stand for and whatever your morals are and your lack. Yeah, just who you are as a person. Don't ever allow for this industry or creating content to push you into content that you aren't wanting to make or aren't passionate about. Or don't stand by. Because sometimes you'll make content and be like, oh no, but like I'm not really about this as a person. But like your content is somewhat a reflection of you. Another piece of advice I give to creatives is to keep trying and put yourself out there. I made a seat for myself at the table. I did not, like when I started my YouTube channel, I started by myself and my videographer. And that was that. I didn't care for other YouTubers. I didn't care to collaborate. My primary focus was getting my videos out, getting my vibe out and like growing my own subscribers so people could see who it was that I am at my core. And I think that's what has really served me. Like I've had a very good long run in my YouTube career of just being me. And then I was fortunate enough to like add my friends. And even so my collaborations are normally my friends. I think I've, I'm friends with the best people in the world. So it's only natural for me to want to collaborate with the best people in the world. And that's not to say other content creators aren't because they're content creators that I've really grown to love and have massive respect for, especially via the content that they produce. But yeah, more so than anything, like I feel like God has given me everything and everyone that I need. People are placed in my life. They're never, it's never just like, yo, like it's never random. I don't believe in random things happening. I don't believe in like coincidences. I think everything is God's plan and his hand over my life. And I continue to see that every day. Yeah, that was just all over the show via advice, but be yourself, be intentional, understand that you are, being you is your superpower and commit. Oh, commit. I don't think it works if you have one foot in, one foot out. And obviously, sometimes you have a job and you have school and you have other responsibilities. That's fine. And I get that you can't like give all your time to it. But even if that is your case, whilst you have school, whilst you have a job, commit. When you are making 
your content, make sure that you are fully present. Make sure that you're aware of what you want it to look like. Just be, be there. I don't think you can really get what you're trying to get out of it unless you give it your all. And sometimes it's scary because there are many creatives who I know, including myself, like right now, I'm a full-time content creator as of last year, which was very scary because I didn't have school to lean back on. I didn't have no job. Um, this was my bread and my butter. So I know it's very daunting, but the more I gave myself to it, the better I became at it. That's incredible. It's very heartwarming just to hear all the advice and how you actually structured it and gave it to your listeners. Do what you do and do it at a point where you become so good at what you do. Because what people don't know is that me and you, we are Virgos, number one. <laughs> Virgo so, gang, yeah. Exactly. So our, our minds tend to overwork oh. and overthink. Yes. And we often don't talk about support system, Ooh. you know? And I know with Uncomfortable Growth, there's so many people there that are your friends. Yes. Like you've mentioned, like you've mentioned that people have come into your life for a reason. To the listeners that actually don't know about the people who work with Google for the Uncomfortable Growth brand, there's a bunch of amazing, talented people. Google over here is going to explain who they are, what they do. So please, let's just start with that. Okay. So um, I think right now there's like, what, eight of you? Nine of you. Or nine of us, including myself. Oh, no, I like I feel like there's 10. Mm. You know what? I'm not counting right now, okay? Mm. But it's around those numbers. And what is so incredible about my team is that, again, I never really sought these people out. They found me and we found each other and our vibe just, like, our vibes worked. And from there, I also think that I work with the best and only the best. So I think that their work spoke for itself in yeah from my opinion and I was like this is something and someone I want to align with and someone who really understands my vision my goal and what uncomfortable growth stands for so yeah just quickly Orabile and I met in high school yeah long story but met in high school and we were cool checked on each other he then got me my first gig of last year like my first campaign and then he pitched to me and he was like yeah no I was like this is like your blood of course um one dealer is a friend of mine she started a graphics company she's gonna do my graphics Calvin and I were cool on Twitter for a very long time even spoke in the DMs but like even our conversations were very I don't know man you know when someone speaks to you in the DMs it's not just kiki haha like we're speaking about <laughs> like real things and I think that we had a mutual interest in like sound and mm, music mm. and we spoke about that and then naturally Calvin became my sound engineer PJ I'd met out on the streets seen his work set. so all, everyone I, who is in my team I kind of feel like I have the same storyline of I knew them as people first before I knew them as professionals mm. and because I liked them so much as people and because I liked what it is that they did, I knew that I wanted to have that with on my team. And also just, I think choosing people to be a part of your team is um, a very big task and an important one. And one you have to give thought. I can't work in a hostile environment. I can't work with people's energy. I don't like, I can't work with people who make me anxious. I'm a super anxious being as is. So I like people who are very, for lack of a better word, like, stable, sure of themselves, know how to get their work done. Like, life is so hard as is. You know, I'm going through beatings left, right, and center. The last place I want to also experience any sort of anxiety is within my working space. And that's not to say you won't have problems and you won't disagree with, like, the people that you work with. That does happen. But for the most part, I think that I just vouch for them as people. So even if there are times or there are times to come where, you know, we don't see eye to eye on something, I know that it will be addressed with love and respect. Yeah. So that's how my team came about. It's very important, especially to listeners, to the gang out there. 
just like uh, Gugu has reiterated, your support system is one, if not the most important thing that actually helps the success of whatever you're doing. Mm. And for me, just being a part of the team and just being with everyone and seeing what incredible work they do, mm. it's astonishing just to see how we are able to, you know, put everything aside and say, hey, you know, we're working towards a common goal. We yeah. have to take Google and her ideas to the top level and we want to make sure that we put our 100% in it. It's something I don't see happening much in the industry that mm. we're in. It's all about, hey, I have the experience. You yes. don't. I need to do one, two, three, four. And yeah. you have to understand, if you don't agree with me, then you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And it's just refreshing to see that within the group, uh, we all understand our roles. We respect each other. Yes. We admire each other's work. So I think that's That's also... a big one for me. Mm. Admiring each other's work. Mm. So I had a dinner where I took my team out and some of them were meeting for the first time. Like they've spoken on groups, but they've never actually met. And I think what stands out for you guys the most for me, besides the work that we do for Uncomfortable Growth, is your individual work. Like, it's so cool opening my page and seeing Wendy Persona, which is Wendita's graphics page, and seeing what she's, like, just what she's doing. Amazing. Like, bruh! Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Like, to see PJ's reels, to see Mawanda's photos, Ooh. to listen to what Calvin has produced, to see what Orabile is doing with his other people, wow. to see what Nana's doing with Sleet. Like, it is so encouraging, and I think that motivates me so much. When I see you guys do your other work, I'm like, well, damn. If you're doing that over there, okay, let's all come together and do it over here. Mm. And I think that is, like, as a creative, it's so important to be surrounded by other creatives. And I think all of you feed into me into different ways. Like, Wandile gets me visually. You get me, like, sonically. Sound. Sound, sound. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I'm trying to say. You, you get me bad at sound. Yeah. Um, like, no one can conceptualize, like, myself and Orabile. Like, wow. I will have a meeting or an idea, and I will call him and we'll be on the phone for an hour. He gets my vision. He gets my vibe. And I think I'm so blessed to have a team that I feel that way about. Like, I feel that way about every single member. Yeah. It's incredible just how the level of work and work ethic each one possesses just, you know, takes mm. this whole brand just to the top floor. Mm. And here's something I wanted to speak about that I don't think just in the whole concept of just the entertainment industry that we're in mm. is spoken about so, so seldomly. And that's just the whole point of spirituality. On our communication or whenever we've communicated, mm. we've always spoke about how you fasted or how you've always prayed, mm. you know, for people. Even there was a time where we were all having like a, a meeting of some sort and you said, hey, is there anyone I can pray for? Mm. Do, you, do you have any prayer requests? Which touched me so much because, hey amen, besides church, where, where do you hear that? Mm. And it's admiring just to see just how spiritually rooted you are. And where does that stem from and how does that help you in creating your content for Uncomfortable Growth? Oh, I love this question. So firstly, I grew up in the church. Right. Um, so I've always known God, but I think I chose to like really know God and grow my relationship with him in varsity. When shit was hitting the fan, like I, and I hate to say that, but I was on my knees, okay? And I felt like the, God was the only person who truly, I, as much as my friends were supporting me mm. and like loving me through all of it, but I felt like, you know, you're just like, dog, I need help of a greater kind. Like, I love you guys. I love this, but like, I need more. And I think I really devoted my time to God. And that's when 
like I grew spiritually and we grew the relationship that we have now. But before varsity in high school, I went to predominantly white high school. I went to Red Hill High mm. and being atheist was the thing. Like most people, they were atheists, which I don't mind. Like I also get so confused because when people either practice other like spirituality or religions or believe in whatever, like I have, I'm not one to be like, yo, you, that's wrong. You know, like I wasn't raised to do that. You just respect what it is that someone else believes in. And that's that. So when I went to Red Hill and I'm surrounded by all these atheists and when I speak about being a Christian, it was shut down. It was like I was made a mock of. Wow. They would laugh at me. I'll never forget, like, I once posted, I got a new Bible and it was burgundy. So it was mm. so cute. And I posted it on my Instagram page. And then I remember I posted it on the Sunday, went back to school on the Monday. Yeah. And on the Monday, I remember we're in maths. I'll never forget this. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, ooh, why'd you post this Bible? And then someone else in the class turns around like, yeah, we saw you post the Bible. And that was really oh. weird. And, you know, obviously at the I deleted it because I was like, oh my goodness, is that weird? Do we not post Bibles or whatever? So I had a lot of shame around being Christian. And I think the shame came from not me being embarrassed, but being made to feel embarrassed of what it is that I believed in. So when I found God in varsity, like, and we really strengthened our relationship, I think I started to let go of that shame. And to me, it was like, this is the guy that's getting me through all it. It's the guy that knows me the most, that speaks to me, that I speak to the most. I mean, and he speaks to me. So it's not a relationship I want to be ashamed of. And I thought I'd hit the pinnacle in terms of like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm about God, I'm about God, until I started my channel. And then, it just comes out of me and it's never planned. I'm never like, okay, I'm going to speak about God now. But because he's such a big part of my life and he has done so much for me, he just comes up in every conversation because that's just, that really is how it be. So that's how it kind of like came about. And I think even my channel has found me, helped me find my voice even that much more. Like God was like, okay, cool. You're comfortable with speaking about me and our relationship in your intimate settings. Let's see if you going to do that when other people are watching, when there are people who aren't, Christians who don't believe in me, like, do you still stand firm in what it is that you believe? Do you still rock with me like that? And I was like, of course, I'm gonna rock with you forever. So that's it. And I'm in a really good place with my relationship with God. And I think that's why it's so easy for me to speak about, whether you believe it or not. Yeah, it's just a very, 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 very big part of it's me. It's such a huge part. And I've seen it just through how you convey your day-to-day -day activities. Mm. You know, you always speak about in the morning how you have your devotion time. Yes. Where you, maybe you read something from mm. the Bible or you read something related to what beliefs you believe in and just Christianity as a whole. Yes. And I can, you know, just support that because I am also a Christian, mm. you know, just, just like you are. But I have left church a long time ago. Mm. So to see a fellow friend of mine being so involved and being so active in our own personal relationship mm. with God is something that we don't get to see a mm. lot. And I think you touch so many of your viewers in that sense where they can see that you are unapologetic about what you believe in. Yes. Which also melts into everything that you do creatively. Yes. Also, sorry, whilst you're speaking, mm. there was a time Calvin had asked me, actually, it was right after the the thick of being in my 20s, that episode came out. And you guys loved it. And it did really well. And then obviously, we're now preparing for the next episode. And Calvin was like, are you nervous? How do you feel about it? And I said to him, which is how I feel about like all my content on every platform that I release on, um, I'm a vessel. God speaks through me. Amen. So I... That's why I'm not always as nervous to share myself. Because as much as I'm sharing my story, I do believe that someone, there's someone who's greater inside of me who is guiding me through these conversations, who's continuously renewing my mind. Guys, like I know I have stuff to talk about all the time, but honestly, it's not me. Like, it's really not. I will be sitting and then something out of the blue will be like this. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I think I also just owe a lot of my success to God as a creative because he, even when I speak, sometimes I shock myself. Like I will think I know what I want to say on a certain topic. And as I'm speaking, I'm like, oh, damn. You didn't even like unpack that for yourself. You didn't realize. So this has also become very therapeutic for me to help me realize certain things that I didn't even know because I know he, in that moment, quite literally, he's speaking through me. Amen, amen. And the reason why I say amen, you know, some people might find it weird, which we don't care about. Mm. We know why we're saying that. Oh, because it's amen. Because, you know, the feeling, you get that feeling, just that sensation within your body. That's, yes. You know, there's just that divine power happening. Yes. And that only comes from God above. And it's incredible just how everything has manifested for you. And being one of the people who has actually seen Uncomfortable Growth take on heights that it it has right now, and now being inducted into the YouTube Black Voices, <laughs> I yeah. know not many people know about how it actually happened, yeah. so we're going to delve yeah. into that. First of all, congratulations yeah. Yeah. on that. Congratulations. That is a huge achievement, just to be with the best of the best. Yes. Which is something that was destiny for you. Yes, you know, I, I, believe. I believe in mm. that. You know, I've always seen you just always take on the highest of highs, which mm. is just incredible to mm. see. Now, I just want you just to delve into that. How did the whole process happen? And how how were you feeling during the whole, you know... Honestly, I was blasé. So I had known of the class last year because Tata Rambedi and KMs were a part of it. And they announced it on Twitter and it was like a big thing. And I was like, oh, YouTube Black, that sounds exciting. Like, what's that about? But I didn't really know what it entailed. Like, I knew they had the title. And then halfway through the year, a friend of mine uh, who was a member of Defining, Dennis, was like, yo, apply. And... Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going. And then Tato also messaged me, he said, dog, apply. I feel like you have a very good chance of being a part of the class. So eventually I take the advice, I apply in June, July. And I apply and I remember just praying over it and like putting it on my prayer groups and asking my friends, I'm like, yo, Oaks, if there's one thing you can pray about me, it's for this thing, please, 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 please. And then I kind of got over praying for it. You know, you know, you forget, yeah. You, yeah, life's moving on, I have bigger problems now. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, no, put that on park. And then August is very busy. From August, yeah. I'm probably my most shambolic because it's my best friend's birthday. And then September, they're gang September babies. So I'm just like taken. And I'm not really thinking about, you know, black voices and so forth. But I do remember it crossing my mind sometime in September. And then in, I had told myself I didn't make it. Because I was like, oh, I haven't received an email. Not a, we are pleased to. Not a, we regret to hey, inform you. Nothing. Nothing. Hey, not the worst kind of thing. Hey, it's yes. just silence. <laughs> so I was like, oh, nah. And I got over it. And then it was a random day in October. I got an email that was like, yo, hey, you've made um, it to the class. And I was like. I was just, I just remember pacing up and down. Also, I had just woken up. I mean, this might be too, like, too much information, but I sleep in like just a t-shirt. Mm. I'm pacing. And normally when I leave my room, obviously I'm going to put on some pants yeah. to respect the people in the house. <laughs> Not that day, no. I got, the, <laughs> I got the email. I'm pacing up and down the house. I am like shouting on the phone. I am, oh, I was just over the top and then after like that initial um email you then start to go through like paperwork and so forth and i think in that process i started to lose excitement because there was so like i couldn't tell anyone except for my manager um so i lost excitement and i was a bit over it and then thursday was really monumental for me because that was the first day where i realized like yo i'm a part of the class and when 
I, I, I think when you get the email, you're like, okay, I'm in the class. But then when the announcement was made, I was like, I'm a part of this class. Like I am up there with YouTubers that I watch. Like YouTubers that I have so much respect from. YouTubers that are not South African. Like they have chosen us and they're like, we believe in all of you as a group. And we think that you are equally as good as each other at what you do. And that for me, like Thursday was super overwhelming. I was very emotional. I didn't show it though because, you know, I'm a thug. But <laughs> yeah, it was, Thursday for me was a day where it hit me. And I think it's actually been hitting me ever since Thursday. Like even when I, I go somewhere, the first thing people say to me is congratulations. And part of me is like, how do you know? Like who told you that? Yeah, I'm like, girl, yeah. this thing's all over YouTube. Of course they, of course they know. So... Mm. Yeah, that's kind of been like the process of it. And it's only just started. So I just look forward to the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For those who actually don't know about the YouTube Black channel, it's for the chosen ones who Yes. I actually suck. I just didn't um, even explain. Mm. So... YouTube has a class. Um, they choose, yeah, they have a class. It's, this is the second year it's running. And it's a group of creators. Um, you apply. They only choose 133 channels to be a part of it. Um, the application process is a little bit in-depth. You know, it's kind of like a form. It's like you're applying, like, yeah. Thing that you submit. And then, yeah, they choose the 133 of you. And then you get a mentor and basically support from the actual YouTube app which for me is the best part of it because in this program, we're going to have workshops and seminars and just all of these things and resources that are sent to us that help us better what it is that we do. So it's actually like you're in a class. Like as the class of 2022, we are a class learning how to better ourselves as creatives and how to better our content and how to maybe make a living off of our content if that's what we want to do. So for me, this is like this opportunity that YouTube has created is phenomenal. And I love, 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 love the fact that they only work with black creatives. Like they're amplifying black voices. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. So to be part of the class, you have to be a person of color. Wow. Yeah, there's there's nothing else. So even that for me is like, it's so powerful. I am just surrounded by black excellence. Like not only from South Africa, but from around the world. Like international, inter um, international baby. International. Yeah. There's no you other know? way. There's no other way. So like, oh damn. That's just been cool. Like every time I have a weird moment in the day, I remind myself, I'm like, girl, get it together. Uh-huh. You part of the class, yeah. okay, of 2022. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. You mm -hmm. did this. <laughs> uh. So yeah, just very affirming. Yes, it's so inspiring just to witness everything happening and manifesting just the way that you planned for it to do. And now when we're talking about the future for uncomfortable growth, the future for CISGU, what entails with that? What do you see in, you know, just 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 your perspectives? How how do you hmm. visualize that? Man, well, with my channel, so with Uncomfortable Growth, there's a lot I want to do, just a whole lot of fresh content. I also think that being a part of this class has just really like rejuvenated me and my love for creating content. So that I am super duper excited about. Um, I'm also going to be working on my visuals production is a very big thing for me. Wow. Um, yeah, very, very, very big thing for me. That's the, the thing I'm going to be focusing on the most for yeah. me whilst I'm a part of this class. Um, but like I said, just like more content, different content, better content. And then out of Sister you, you just never know what to expect because I don't know what to expect from myself. I shock myself. I'm so much stronger. I'm wiser. I am smarter than what I think I am. And I think that with each award 
or accolade or achievement, I prove that to myself. So, especially with black voices, now I'm like, girl, if you can do that, girl, what more can you do? So with this to you, and I think what's so cool about my brand again is because it's just centered around me. You know, like guys, I don't know if I have a punk rock phase, we're all going to love punk rock. Like, we're all going to dress in black and we're all going to do that, you know? Mm. <laughs> if I, I don't know, man. Um, I think it also makes it exciting for me, not knowing. Just because evolving is such a natural thing. It's a process of life. And every time I evolve, in my opinion, I get better. So I think just being able to share that process with everyone and normalize the feelings that you may feel in the process of evolving, because it's not always cute, you know? Like, you may come out to be better, but the process of shedding and and learning and learning and being self-aware and laboring emotions and being honest with yourself is very, very hard. But from what I have experienced, every time I've done that, I've come out a better person. So I think just expect more me, more speaking my shit, because I'm more confident now. (laughs) As opposed to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just Moses to you, whatever that looks like, guys. You know, stick around if you want to know. <laughs> You'll stick around. Yes. I appreciate what you were able to unpack with us on this episode. Of course, you have me here as a guest, but I had uh, mm. to ask the question so that people can get to know you yes. and what it has taken for Uncomfortable Grow to reach this, you know, this pinnacle. Yeah. The accolades that it has received. And it's going to receive so much more and it's going to do incredibly great things. I've always told you this and I'm going to say it again so that people hear. I always tell Google that, hey, a lot of people say that you're going to be the next Bonang, but I say you're the first Google. And there's so many people. He says that to me all the time. I say it to you all the time, like a broken record. But, you know, I hope it doesn't get old to you. No, I don't. (laughs) I think... It, that was also powerful to me. Like, I've yeah. been compared to other, like, personalities, you know, mm. and people are like, oh, we think you're going to be the next. And don't get me wrong. Mm. Like, even that is such a big compliment because the people, honor. it's an honor. Mm. The people they're mentioning me with, I'm like, she, man, y'all see me doing it? Mm. <laughs> I ain't got a problem with it. But, like, yo, when Calvin was like to me, you're the first guru. Like, that really, really hit home. And I think I'm just the first to be doing what I do, how I do it, when I want to do it, you know? Yeah, just just being myself and normalizing that being yourself is cool. Like, being yourself is the best thing you can do for yourself. So, yeah, to being the first Gyo-Gyo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, before I let this episode go, it's obviously very important to me that I thank Calvin just for helping me with this podcast. You've made me so much more excited to create episodes. Because I had no idea what was happening in the beginning, okay? So just having your input means a lot for me. Um, having you be the first person who listens to my episodes and, like, gives me feedback means the absolute most to me. So thank you so much for your time and for your questions. So to the gang, I hope you guys enjoyed this and that you could take something from this. I will see you guys sometime soon. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, guys.